Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Thumb Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Pault, and today I've got Bryce Osinak. He's an application engineering manager out at Freescale, and we're going to talk about the Internet of Things and some of the issues empowering it, but from a point of view of sensors, which are very overlooked often. Isn't that right, Bryce? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think sensors are a critical part of the Internet of Things implementation, and it is, uh, as you said, something that's overlooked. Yeah, because, I mean, there's no precision without feedback. There's no control without information. There are no intelligent systems without intelligent input. So that means that any intelligent device is going to have to have multiple sensors, if only for user input, much less environmental control and management and all of the other things that are needed for the functionality that we're demanding out of these devices, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think... One thing I've noticed is that in the, in the marketplace for sensors, there's a dramatic uh, push towards kind of the consumer space, the user interface uh, area. And mm-hmm. what you find is in the Internet of Things, there are very different requirements of machine control, uh, environmental condition monitoring, um, that sort of thing that are uh, operating in a different bandwidth, a different set of requirements. Um, and that does require a different implementation. Right. And so now that also brings in, since we are talking about power management here, that makes it a more complicated, you know, situation for the systems designer because they've got to set everything up. Sometimes the sensors don't necessarily uh, have the same voltage bus. There are a lot of challenges when integrating a lot of sensors into an intelligent device, aren't there? Exactly. Yeah, there's a, there are a large number of challenges. And what, what I find is that there's also, uh, because of the different set of requirements, uh, a lot of parts out there that don't really fit. Um, in most typical user applications in consumer, you're operating between 1 hertz and 400 hertz um, in, say, a cell phone or a wristwatch. Mm-hmm. But in the Internet of Things space, you can easily be far below that. You can be operating only one sample every 10 seconds. Or at the same time, you could be doing vibration monitoring at uh, 2,000 hertz. So it does vary significantly from, from those standard devices. Right. Well, as you were pointing out, the duty cycle of the sensor, how often it's pulled, how often it has to function, is directly related to the power consumption of the device. That is true. And um, it's, it's actually a really interesting topic on, on trying to optimize for these different environments, and it ends up with uh, very different devices that target them. Um, in the case where you want a high data rate, say for uh, high-frequency vibration monitoring, you actually want mm-hmm. a device that is very efficient when it's on. But in an environment where you want very low data rates, say one sample every 10 seconds, the off current is actually the much more uh, critical factor. That makes all the sense in the world, Bryce. Um, So what are some of the things that Freescale is doing to address these needs? Uh, Some of the key technologies, you know, we're working to develop a more efficient front end, and we actually have a new accelerometer that we just released in the last uh, couple of months here. Mm-hmm. that offers the lowest current consumption in an active mode for, um, for high-frequency measurements. Right. Now, Bryce, what, um, what are the application spaces this accelerometer is targeting? Uh, we're seeing a lot of interest in the areas of things like machine monitoring, uh, where you can actually detect a, a motor's vibration and, and detect changes in that using an accelerometer. Got it, got it. Well, and that's an interesting application of it. And I would say it's almost a step away from starting to think about it for uh, you could maybe even use the same sensor to both monitor and harvest as a transducer energy. There's certainly a possibility for that in the future. I I don't have a 
a, a, a vision to see that in the next year, but certainly I could, I could see putting devices together and trying to create independent systems uh, with energy harvesting as a, as a key space going forward. Right. But tell us a little bit more about what you've got on the plate now. What, a little about this accelerometer you've got. The current, what are the things about it that uh, make it useful to the designer? Um, one, of the, one of the key features is really that we've, we've added a new element where you can actually actively change the G mode on the device. So if you want to measure, say, basic tilt detection, but after a tilt event, switch over to high frequency and, um, and high acceleration uh, vibration monitoring, you can actually do that live on the part, and it's the only device in the industry that allows that. Wow. And uh, give me an example where that would be really useful. Um, some of the key applications go into spaces like um, hand tools, for example. If you have a hand tool and you want to know when it's upright, you want to, say, drill only in a vertical position, you might, you might allow it to tilt, um, but as it tilts, it would actually become more critical then to measure and see if you're causing vibrations or damage by doing that. Uh, so you can switch between the two modes of having a very accurate tilt detector and then also having a very accurate um, vibration sensor for both applications. Got it. Got it, Bryce. So um, what are some of the other things that you guys and gals over at Freescale are doing to serve that uh, IoT critical space? The other, the other end of that, uh, of that marketplace is also very critical. We, we find a lot, of, a lot of applications out there now require very low data rates. Um, so say if you're trying to just do a tamper detection application and you want to tell if a device has been moved or put on its side or something like that. Um, in that environment, you may only want to run the detection once every 10 seconds, once every 20 seconds, or even, um, or even on a wider period. Uh, and the main reason for that is to conserve power. Uh, we've actually been working and released last year a, a new device to the market that allows for uh, less than 100 nanoamps of, of off-current to allow for that type of application to be operated as a battery managed for many years of life. Got it, got it. So um, is there anything on the horizon, anything you can like tell the audience about that may be coming or uh, some of the trends that you're following? Uh, absolutely, yeah. We're, we're currently working on improving our capability in the area of uh, machine monitoring. Uh, so as I mentioned, we have this new device that, that allows us to monitor vibration at, at a higher G rate and at a, a higher frequency. Um, and finding how to implement that in the most efficient, lowest power way is, is a really critical piece. And we're currently working on releasing and developing uh, better algorithms to support that and, and to support the marketplace. Great, great. Now, um, is there a, a space on the Freescale site where they can go and get more information about specifically in the sensor space? Is there a drill-down page, or can they find what they want from going to the home page? Absolutely. Either one is certainly possible. You can go directly to Freescale.com and uh, find under applications any area that you're specifically looking for, but also Freescale.com slash sensors will take you directly to our sensor web pages, and we'll show, us, show you our latest devices right up front. Excellent, excellent. Now, what kind of uh, support do you offer people who are trying to integrate your solutions into their products? I know you've got, you know, FAEs and such, but what kind of uh, support materials, reference designs, evaluation kits do you have for these sensor products? You will find a lot of different tools available for these devices, and, and one that we're going to be supporting going forward in a, in a strong way is uh, Freescale's Freedom Platform. 
Um, and this is a Arduino-based kit that allows for you to connect to many of our Freescale MCUs and, uh, and connect sensors up to those. Um, and you'll even find sensors included on many of those boards if you look carefully. Very nice. Very nice. And, well, you know, I'm, I've all, I'm always a big fan of things that help the engineers understand and implement these technologies because you could have a chip that's superconducting at room temperature, and if all you do is talk about the specs, you're never going to get the adoption if you explain the context and provide the tools and have a, you know, spice model and all the things that you need to help turn it into a solution as opposed to just being a product. Exactly. Yeah, and even even in addition to that, we're finding a lot of uh, a lot of discussion on our communities these days as well. Um, you'll find Freescale engineers are are key people for these various products. Actually, go into the forums and and make sure to uh, to provide information when needed. So it's a great place to go for information. Very nice, Bryce. So. Um, Unfortunately, it is a podcast and we have a finite amount of time, but one thing I always let my guests do is have the last word. So it can be a little bit more about a Freescale product or it could be about some of your uh, company strategy or it can just be a tip for the industry, but the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, what I would say is that you will, you'll find in the Freescale portfolio for accelerometers specifically uh, that we offer key products that will target various applications. Um, if you need high bandwidth parts, we've got the lowest power active mode part in the industry. If you need the lowest data rate, uh, we offer the most flexible part to go down to a nanoamps mode. Um, and in addition to that, we, of course, offer standard market products that offer optimized performance uh, from, from modes between 1 hertz and 400 hertz. Well, thank you, Bryce. I really appreciate Well, again, as I've said before, I... I, I think it's critical that the companies keep coming out with these new devices to keep pushing the ball forward because the demand and the pressures on the uh, user side and the customer side are just so immense and continually growing. So thank you. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> so, and I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us because we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.